you know, hump days are always great, right? Because you know you're getting a little closer to the weekend, but when there is a Lions playoff game on the other <laughs> side of the hump, it just feels even better. Welcome to Wednesday, hump day, January 17th, 2024. We've got several, several hundred school closings out there, and you can find them all at WJR.com. We're going to be having a, a discussion a little bit later on around 74, 749 with one of the school superintendents about what goes into making this call. How cold is too cold, and we are colder today than we were yesterday. Yes. About 20 below wind chill, mm-hmm. That's right, right. Yep. out there. So uh, we'll be having that discussion. Meantime, an interesting report out of the Wall Street Journal. They survey economists. This is a, a Wall Street Journal exclusive. Um, and they have said that the probability of a recession within the next year, 2024, has fallen from 48% to 39%. So the prospects of having a recession in 2024 has become much less likely. However, they expect the economy to grow at just a 1% GDP, which means we will feel mm-hmm. like we're in a recession, especially with manufacturing. That's going to be the weakest job growth this year. Uh, 12% say uh, transportation and warehousing will be the softest. Meantime, we do have a, and we'll see if it gets through, but a bipartisan tax deal that would restore a lot of the tax breaks to business that expired under the Trump uh, tax agreement from 2017. A lot of things having to do with uh, capital expenses, research spending, interest costs, things like that. Uh, They're going to kill this employee retention tax credit. Thank God it's the most fraudulent thing that we've had since the pandemic. But this is the other one, and it's huge. It could bring 400,000 children out of poverty, and that's an expansion of the earned income tax credit, the child tax credit. Um, Some uh, folks might say, well, you're paying people to have children. You're making sure that working people that have children. There is a work requirement here, so it's being embraced by a lot of conservatives as well. But it has to get through. So some good economic stuff there. Uh, Wall Street on the open looking a little soft. Uh, there was a preliminary exam yesterday uh, in the Samantha Wall case. And during that preliminary examination of Michael Jackson Bolanos, the suspect who is charged with her murder, prosecutors presented compelling evidence, including phone records and a jacket stained with Wool's blood. Wool was found dead, as you know, with multiple stab wounds outside her Detroit residence last year. Seven witnesses, including law enforcement officers from Detroit Police, Michigan State Police, the FBI, all testified about their involvement in the homicide investigation, which began in October when a resident discovered Wall's body. Jackson Bolanos was arrested on November 30th, weeks after the discovery. State Police Detective Alexander Martinez revealed that a search warrant for Jackson Bolanos' car was executed, leading to the seizure of his phone as evidence. State Police Trooper Elizabeth Stockmeyer, overseeing the investigation, participated in a search warrant at Jackson Bolanos' home where they found clothing and electronic devices, notably a black North Face jacket identified from closed-circuit television footage on the night of the murder. It was seized, revealing blood from two individuals, with Wall being the likely recipient. The medical examiner's report shared by an assistant prosecutor indicated that blood on the jacket was 2.2 trillion times more likely to have come from Wall and an unknown person rather than from two unknown individuals. Despite defense attorney Brian Brown's cross-examination questioning the jacket's appearance, Stockmeyer confirmed it appeared to be clean. So now the prosecution plans to present additional witnesses and video collage featuring cell phone tracking data and the closed-circuit TV footage. The next court date is 
January 23rd. They will continue that preliminary exam. Yeah, her family was in the courtroom yesterday for some pretty difficult testimony, yes. mm. uh, medical testimony. Yeah. Um, Jim Harbaugh uh, interviewing at yet another NFL team, apparently. Uh, he's talked to the Falcons. But what he is asking for in his negotiations with the university, raising some eyebrows. Yeah, we're talking about updates here that Jim Harbaugh has talked to the Chargers Monday, Falcons Tuesday. But Michigan, on the other side, still trying to make him the highest paid coach in college football, uh, $11.5 million annually and some performance-based bonuses, but Harbaugh is seeking language that would grant him immunity from termination from any finding or sanction that could arise from multiple current NCAA investigations into the football program. So So he doesn't want to get fired for cause. I think it means as these investigations come become, it comes out more, that it's not good, and he doesn't want to get fired for that. He's also trying to... uh, Nick has some thoughts. Nick, Nick, I mean... He just, he's been claiming innocence for like a week now. Oh, we didn't do anything. We're innocent. Then why do you want this in your contract? Exactly. Exactly. If you're you're so squeaky clean, why do you need, this is the most basic employer protection. Protection. Yes. So if, if, if your program is on the up and up, I mean, it's in everybody's contract. It's in yours, mine. mine. That's right. Yeah, I mean, so that's part of it. And he's also trying to delay the start of this contract and the buyout that NFL teams would have to pay if he were to be lured away. So um, perhaps these are stall tactics because he still wants to see what the NFL has to say. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he really doesn't want to get in trouble for what's about to come out. Yes. Don't you guys love it when you look through the glass into the control room and you see the headphones pop off of Nick's head? I always find that my I positioning. Find that really yeah, I don't see Nick like you yeah. see Nick, but uh-huh. your eyes said you need to look at Nick. So I turned around. Nick's having a fit. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I think that's a, it, it's it that's is legitimate a legit, though. That's yeah, legitimate. it is a legit, legitimate question. And you know, basically, what he wants is a Mel Tucker clause, doesn't he? That, well, that was a case where that. firing for cause, in my opinion, was warranted, and no you, the university yeah. needed that ability to do it yeah. so you know what kind of egregious behavior and how do you have carve outs on that i i just don't know and hey look he's a fabulous coach i know u of m wants to keep him i don't know how you protect the university and you have fiduciary responsibility to the university i don't know how you hold up with that well he is seeking to have any decision involving for cause termination whether that's for the ncaa violations or anything else be determined by a three-member arbitration panel rather than the school's athletic director which is currently ward manual yeah um interesting thing coming down yesterday also from the university of michigan and that the board of regents for the first time since 1988 has redrafted its free speech policy and afterwards uh president santa ono said that or and this also might have been richard bernstein uh who said this will end cancel culture at the university of michigan that was from mark bernstein that was mark bernstein excuse me yes um you know there's so many bernsteins i know (laughs) a lot of them um but i think that that is so significant and uh there were, were a number of quotes that i found pretty compelling but it basically says that look we will do everything within our power to maintain diversity of thought and they say even what we feel to be the most objectionable viewpoints will still find a forum here now policies are fine execution is what matters we'll see if they walk the walk because we have seen on other college campuses where conservative speakers come in 
and they have to leave because there is the prospect of violence. Violence, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and we've also seen some professors punished for publishing uh, studies that don't agree with what they is the politically correct viewpoint. So we'll see what happens. I thought it was interesting. Both sides, Republicans, Democrats, all came out and said we have to have free speech, even if it's uncomfortable. It leads to conflict when you just refute everybody and you stop it talking. Does. At the very end, after everyone's saying free speech, free speech, it says our deep commitment to free expression does not extend to speech or conduct that violates the law or university policy, including targeted speech that involves bullying, defamation, destruction of property, harassment, violence or threats. So there's a lot in there that you could. Caveats. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there was also an interesting, I think it was uh, Regent Acker, who is a Jewish American, who said uh, we we need we, we in, until every last Nazi is protected, then we haven't done our job or something to that yeah, effect. Yeah. I'm pa- paraphrasing. But um, when Ron Weiser, who is a conservative, former chairman of the Republican Party in the state of Michigan, says, I think this is a giant step forward. Uh, that says something. Yeah, big uh, deal. We'll see mm-hmm. if they follow up with that. Sean Fain, uh, haven't heard from him in a while, but he's <laughs> mighty whipped up about these Stellantis cuts. Yes, Stellantis laying off a bunch of temporary workers, many of whom were on the cusp of becoming full-time Stellantis at uh, Stellantis, and the company is saying in a statement that it laid off 539 temporary workers nationwide as part of a regular analysis of staffing levels. The company added this action will help improve the efficiency, productivity, and market competitiveness of our facilities as we implement our Dare Forward 2030 strategic plan. Well, Sean Fain had something to say about it. He's not too happy. He was on Facebook again. Planners can afford to do the right thing here and provide a pathway to full-time good auto jobs. But again, they're choosing to line executive and shareholder pockets. These workers have generated Stellantis' record profits, and there's absolutely no need to lay off a single one of them. We're going to keep fighting for our supplemental employees, and we're not going to let Stellantis keep abusing our lowest paid and least secure members of the big three. So I think Sean Fan has a point, but Stellantis has already cut back on CES, cut back on That's advertising. Right. They've, they've cut all over the place. This is just not an isolated targeting employees but you know those who are on the brink of being full-time and you know yeah. getting that that's kind of that's kind of it, it the timing yes we, we, it definitely hurts um when we come back we know that a lot of patients are reaching out and using telehealth as a much more convenient and less expensive way to get medical treatment but they could be making both a costly mistake in terms of their health and their pocketbook We'll get more on that when we speak with a University of Michigan professor next on JR Morning at 619.